Like, I know what I should do when I'm podcasting. Drink bubbly water. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a great idea. Hello, and welcome to episode 119 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm John Gamber, your official slash unofficial host for the evening, and I'm joined by the hottest co-hosts that a co-host could ask for, Andrew Welfley and Timothy Wassum. How's it going, gentlemen? Hello, John. Hello, Sir John. <laughs> how, start how, calling. how could you both be official and unofficial? I contain multitudes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I think you guys both read the article in the New Yorker about Walt Whitman. No. No. He's our boy. Oh, okay. What is that? Put that in the fresh points. Yeah, it's about the um, just a really quick thing they wrote about the uh, 200th birthday. Oh, cool. How you shouldn't go to any of the things in New York. You should just read his poetry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Save myself uh, a lot of money. Whitman uh, <laughs> wouldn't go to those things. <laughs> yeah, but what what Whitman do? Yeah. That's a lot of deluge. Oh my god. <laughs> Lie in the grass and talk about like. We know that he would sharpen both ends of his dicks and pencils. uh, We talked about a couple of episodes ago. So that's cool. So um, it's summer, which usually means new releases. And we usually like to do our summer release schedule, but only Blackwing has released their summer stuff. So we'll we'll split it up. But Field Notes, like, I don't know if they've ever done this before. They said on July 8th, we're going to unveil them. So. Maybe they were getting a lot of emails and they were just like, please, people, shut up and wait till July. Like, July, still early summer. But um, so we could talk about Black Wings today and hopefully field notes next time and um, write notepads, hopefully, at some later date. That would be good. But it's been a few weeks since we've put out some audio graphite goodness. We got to find a German word for that. But uh, <laughs> so. We'll just do a cool Fresh Points episode, and we have lots to talk about, and it's not like we couldn't spend an entire episode talking about every new Blackwing release, especially a cool one like this one. So, uh, shall we jump in and get started, and start with Mr. Andy? Or, I'm sorry, Andrew. Andrew, hello. Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we just got done watching the first season of Gentleman Jack. Did I? I think we talked about this last time, right? So, yeah, I think yeah. so. Because I, yeah. I saw it on, I was looking on HBO and saw it up there. I was like, oh yeah, that's the one Andy yeah. was talking about. So yeah, yeah we talked yeah. about it. Andrew, okay, sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> one more, uh, one more ringing endorsement for Gentleman Jack. It's really good. Um, I guess my other two uh, things that I'm consuming are both like kind of San Francisco related. Um, there's a movie, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is an indie film that won a, a few awards. Um, it, uh, it's, it's really good. It, it's about it's about San Francisco and gentrification and, um, you know, just, just a little also bit, just bit about like, you know, family roots and, um, just like telling your, your family story. Um, I was expecting something really, um, kind of low budget indie because it's kind of an indie film, but it is beautiful cinematography. And of course it's set, set against like the backdrop of San Francisco, which is, you know, hard to make look ugly, but it was really good movie. Um, definitely recommend it. It's it was kind of meta uh, seeing it in San Francisco. We were watching at the Alamo Theater, which is in the Mission, and has this big bright green marquee on it. And one of the scenes is set in this real estate office that is across the street from that theater. You could see the marquee through the window, so it's just really weird watching a movie and seeing <laughs> the theater in which you're watching the movie. Yeah, in the movie, see yourself <laughs> walking into the theater, and you're like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, and then you fall into the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Where did Andrew go? <laughs> it's like Whoa. there he is. Help me. Do you ever see Spaceballs when there's like you know they're they're watching Spaceballs the movie and they oh, right. the scene where they're in <laughs> they're in the movie. <laughs> what we're watching now is now. Uh, <laughs> the other thing. Like, <laughs> the other thing I started watching is um, just just popped up on Netflix. I think last week. Uh, Tales of the City. Uh, which is based on an old Armistead um, Maupin uh, book and book series just about San Francisco and about a bunch of people who live there. And this is the uh, 20 years later follow-up to a movie made in the 90s uh, with Laura Linney um, ab- about Tales of the City. So it's uh, also filmed and, and um, has lots of really great sweeping shots of San Francisco. And 
we yesterday we went uh, we went to the grocery, went to a Safeway, and then went back home and sat down and made dinner, and then watched it. And the the like big opening shot sequence was right in front of that that Safeway that we were just at an hour ago. So <laughs> that's really <laughs> really weird to see. Um, but that's a that's a really good it's a really good show. Um, it's a it's a really good I think update to the the original book and the original series, which had a very like 1970s kind of like quippiness about it so so it's great uh and i'm writing with my blackwing 10 which we'll talk about a little later in my um actually it's in my the remaining pages of my the james brand uh field notes that i'm finishing up before july 8th rolls around so timothy how about you well thank you andrew uh i <laughs> am almost done the first thing i was going to bring up is the dead uh, deadwood movie did either of you ever watch deadwood on hbo i didn't and nope. i should Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, it's so good. It's one of my one of my all time favorite shows. Uh, I've watched it a, a couple times. I, I borrowed the DVDs from my brother in law and kept them for like three years because um, I just kept watching it. I eventually did give it back, but the so the movie that's on HBO right now it just came out like three weeks ago, maybe. Um, definitely it hasn't been very long, less than a month, and um, the show went off the air in two thousand eight, uh, and the the movie takes place 10 years later. So it's just like stays in time. Yeah. Uh, when a couple, a couple characters are coming back to Deadwood and then, uh, the whole town kind of falls into its similar patterns that it had known back, uh, in the old days of the show. So it's, it's excellent so far. I have like 30 minutes left, but I can't imagine it ending poorly. And it's like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes for if that's worth anything to any of you, but, um, it's really good. So I'd recommend that. I'm reading, we've talked about fire season on here a couple times. I know Johnny, you're a, a fan of it and I read it fairly recently and it became one of my favorite books. I think um, ever, I just really enjoyed that. And that was, this was by Philip Connors. And that was a book about being a fire watcher in the Gila national mm. forest. <clears throat> and so he's come out with a follow-up to that, which he's, they're calling a direct sequel, uh, which is called a song for the river. And he's writing about, three like just some traumatic stuff that's happened in his life basically like since that last book um he went through a divorce uh, a close friend and fellow fire watcher was killed on a ride with his horse out into the gila and then a young woman who like she's like 15 or something but was an activist trying to help save the gila river that's going to be dammed up soon uh died in a helicopter crash oh god and so he's he's processing those three things that have happened and then also writing about focusing not just on the whole like Gila forest, but on just the river and like the conservation of the river. And so far it's it's I mean the writing is just as beautiful as you'd expect if you've read Fire Season. Um it's it's really really gorgeous. Um I actually was gonna read for you guys the it's one of my it's like one of my favorite first sentences of any book. It's just like a you read the first sentence of this and it's just jam packed with so much, I mean, just emotion and, and good writing. So here's, here's the first sentence after illness and divorce did a number on my body and soul after wildfires burned the mountain and an airplane fell from the sky after a horse collapsed on my friend and two hip surgeries laid me up for the better part of a year, loss piled on loss, pain layered over pain. I found I wanted nothing so much as to be near moving water. Hmm. so it's a really gorgeous first sentence of a book yeah. so yeah so tim you're very, uh yeah. you're reading uh your reading voice is really good you do that on the membership a lot so <laughs> thanks <laughs> i do it a lot at school i read like oh, yeah. entire books out so i guess i get a lot of practice but um but thanks yeah i uh, i'm really enjoying that book i really i couldn't recommend it anymore philip connors is he's climbing my list of just special living uh, you know, young writers out there. Uh, I've also been reading Run the Red Lights, which is the most recent poetry collection from Ed Skoog, one of the co-hosts of the Lunchbox podcast, which I've talked about uh, on here uh, a few times. I just was wanting to read some poetry, and so I picked up that newest one, and it's uh, it's really fun. It's a really good, really good book of poems. Um, I initially found out, of course, on the, on the podcast, but he read an excellent poem on the podcast called grateful dead tapes, 
which caught my attention. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was like, I'll see what the rest of the collection's like. And that one's really good, but I think the, you know, some of the other ones in the collection are even better. So that's really good. And lastly, and I don't have a whole lot to say on it, but I just started watching it last night. I'm late to the game, but I started watching Veep, and it is super funny. So mm. uh, Tony Hale is awesome. That's the buster from Arrested Development. Yeah. I don't know if I will ever be able to see him him act in a show and not just think it's buster it is pretty close <laughs> though it's like yeah. so it's this character is it's buster if buster didn't spend like 11 months in the womb like if <laughs> if if buster was born on time like <laughs> when he was supposed to and uh had like the same neurosis but a really good memory because this is he's basically the body man for the vice president mm. and so he's like kind of an nincompoop in a lot of ways but uh but he remembers everything and he's ends up, he's actually super helpful so it feels like buster if buster wasn't like a cartoon character <laughs> you know like um <laughs> I'm so a it's, monster. yeah it's it's really funny and one of the first few episodes he like gets they're they're razzing him for like you know well, would you take a bullet for the vice president and he's like it's like, well, I mean, it's not in my job description. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. But then finally he gets embarrassed. And then somebody with like a, a viral infection, like almost sneezes in her face. And he like dives in the middle of him. And he's like, I did it. I took a bullet. I took a snot bullet for the end. It's like, it felt like a buster moment. kind of. It's really good. It's like Parks and Rec in the White House was lots of cursing. So, <laughs> so lots of cursing in my, my recommendations. Deadwood and Veep. Deadwood just, yeah makes me want to curse all the time because it's just like it's like Shakespeare with tons of cursing. So <laughs> um, I think Veep is yeah. filmed here, I think. Yeah. One of yeah like I wouldn't be surprised. Two shows. Yeah. Well it's a good one. I mean wasn't the other one uh, like uh House, House of, of cards. cards. Yeah. Cards, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that now. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, show's canceled. <laughs> and More I wasted one. <laughs> And uh, I am writing with my CW pencils, baseball, a uh, CW pencils, baseball scoring pencil, <laughs> CW baseball scoring pencil. Couldn't figure out the best way to say that. Uh, and my gray Blackwing slate. Oh my god, that would bother me. Got to use a Blackwing. And the Blackwing <laughs> well, I mean, notebook. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaking free. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And how about you, John? So, John. <laughs> Um, if you're following along in Johnny's uh, mental health book club, you can add to your book club The Highly Sensitive Person, which is like it's one of those books with a lot of good ideas, but really badly written um, by the lady that invented the concept of highly sensitive person where, um, you know, 15 to 20 percent of any given species has an overactive um, nervous system to like, you know, help the tribe see danger and da da da. So, um it's gone don't through a you, lot of addictions. Don't Sorry? you mean snowflake, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so instead of uh, revising it, she just keeps putting new forwards and pointing out that she's not revising it. So <laughs> it, just, it sounds dated. And it's all like, you're an HSP and you have superpowers. But it's sort of like the Mensa thing. It's like a certain percentage of people this applies to. It. It's not like special. You were born into it. It usually just kind of sucks. But um. Yeah, if you th if you think you're a highly sensitive person, I guess read it. If you take her test, I don't know how you could not be a highly sensitive person unless you're a zombie, the way she writes it. <laughs> but um, I also read a book called um, Overcoming Intrusive Thoughts, which is the current OCD bestseller on Amazon. So if you find yourself plagued by unwanted intrusive thoughts, as opposed to the intrusive thoughts that you like, like, ooh, new field notes coming out. Um, <laughs> it's one of those books that's short and to the point and not condescending. So, and it's very recent. The research is all current. So that was, it's interesting and helpful book that apparently a lot of people that show up on Amazon are finding helpful. And um, so we've been on a big kick, like binging the crap out of Jamestown, the uh, show on masterpiece about the Jamestown settlement in Virginia, which is, we were talking about this earlier, so violent for a masterpiece show. Uh, but, you know, on the PBS app, they blurt out all of the SHIT words for some reason. Okay, okay, we can it's just like, nap, guys. Yeah, like a musket shot through the chest and you know, maggot infested faces. Not as bad as the word. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they're protecting you. And the interesting thing is, they're not, you know, it's Virginia and not um, Massachusetts Bay Colony. So there's very little religion and judgment, which is cool, except for like the second episode. 
But um, Jason Fleming, who you might recognize from, um, oh, help me, Guy Ritchie's films is in it. He's really good. He plays the governor. He's like, sort of like creepy and hunched over all the time. <laughs> and um, I think season three is the last season that's on. It's coming on this summer, or if you have a PBS passport on the app, you can watch it all at once, which is exactly what I'm doing. Um, we also watched Love, Death, and Robots, which we were talking about, which yeah. is a collection of short films on Amazon. Many of which are like very <laughs> violent against women. Yeah, like a really like I can't believe this came out in 2019 kind of way. Which was your favorite episode, Johnny? Uh, Zima Blue, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How about yep. you? Oh, absolutely. That, that was, was just perfect. The, just the the like style of that uh, that like every single scene was just like this like well composed artwork. And it was that same kind of like like wispy kind of ethereal future, kind of like like you know future voice they used as well. That was really good. Yeah. That, uh, so Amazon, Amazon, Netflix doesn't number them. So there are a couple of different orders that you'll get randomly assigned. So if you just you know they're ten minutes long or so, if you just watch it and just let that thing happen on Netflix where it skips the um yeah the credits then you have no idea what's coming next or what it's supposed to be about so you just you know sort of sit through all of them including the the few that weren't very good yeah but um on like on the whole life they were super enjoyable and them being short there are no there's no boring part of it so the whole time you're like oh crap two and a half hours just went by like, yeah i need to go to bed i also really like that one that was um those people were on a farm and they were defending their <gasps> Oh like yeah, that was good. giant like mecha robots against like, um suits. Yeah, the um, just the the animation style that reminded me of like like a video game or something. It was really cool. Yeah, that one had the best twist ending besides Zima Blue. I yeah. think that yeah. was cool. And the um the one about the Red Army was pretty interesting. It's oh like, yeah, so violent, but the animation was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. And, and um, the, the one that you were the one that you were. I think the one that had the most violence against women and the most nudity was like stylistically really great. Like it was, it, it, they like shaded in the cells of like, you know, over something that was live action and they just sort of like pieced in. It kind of looked like those renderings of like the Google, um, oh, what's the name of Deep Dream or whatever, like that AI, like neural net uh, rendering. Um, yeah, just like it was gorgeous animation style, but like, yeah, you're right. Lots of like, you know, like, gratuitous nudity and dead people yeah i mean i'm not like so uptight about nudity but the the episode just seemed like a vehicle for yeah. a lady running around with no clothes on yep. being scared yeah. okay this isn't interesting <laughs> yeah. but like it was a really boring story yeah but um so did you guys watch good omens uh-huh. on uh, amazon so good what did so, you guys um, think still reading so yeah um after after watching it uh, this is it's not a spoiler tim i think that no I, th- I think it's best that yeah it, we, like like reading it before the show i think is the best way to do it because there's a lot of um there's a lot of specific like little bits that i think you probably wouldn't catch unless you read it and then there's also a a lot of interesting additions that are not in the books that will be will be obvious so Mm -hmm. yeah and the book doesn't have david Tennant, who was amazing it's true true. yeah but he he and martin sheen not martin sheen the other one (laughs) Michael, uh, Michael Sheen, Sheen yeah. <laughs> different different Sheen. Oh, yeah, Martin uh, Sheen. That'd be awesome if he was in there somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, they just so good together. They did such a great job. I saw uh, a pretty amazing tweet from Neil Gaiman responding to somebody who said, uh, it's like something like, God, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett really need to pull it together and write a second one. <laughs> and, uh, and he just he just retweeted and said, "I don't know what to say to this," <laughs> <laughs> or "I don't know how to oh, respond gosh. to this." Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man. I to break it but to you, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you and talk about it too much. But it was so good. Yeah. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And um, so my last thing, we just watched last night, and I thought of you guys. I just saw a film called Genius, which was about um. The relationship between Max Perkins, who was famous for being the editor for Hemingway and um, Fitzgerald, among other people. It was between the relationship between him and uh, Thomas Wolfe, who was played by Jude Law, who was basically like WP Inman on speed. with Like the way he was, you know, over chewing up the scenery with his uh, southern accent. But um, um, 
You know, Hemingway love- had a, a brief little cameo, which was cool. It's cool. I love Jude Law so much. He's like, yeah, I, he's never like somebody who I just like adore as an actor, but like every single role he's in, I just love so much. And so eventually, Katie was like, I think that Jude Law might be your favorite actor. And I was like, it's like, oh God, I think you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no. I I love the Young Pope. I loved uh, I Heart Huckabees. Like, <gasps> oh yeah, that was good. Two of my yeah favorite like Jude Law roles. And then um. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, his opening yeah. scene, where he's like, F-U-G-D-B. We say that all the time, right? <laughs> that, and even even like <laughs> that Spielberg movie, the AI. Um, he was movie, good in that movie. He was so good at that. Yeah. Haley Joel Osmond, not so much. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this kid going to die? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Finally. But um, where did uh, you Max watch Park? Genius? Um, <clears throat> I, okay. I, can help, I can help you with that later. <laughs> all right um, sounds good oh no you know what? it's it's streaming on the roku channel on the roku if you want to watch it with commercials pirated movies.biz yeah but um oh max perkins was played by colin firth who is one of my favorite oh, actors yeah. so that was really good i had laura lenny who i really don't like Aww. and uh Aww. nicole kidman was in it <laughs> so that was good and the guy hemingway is played by dominic west just like one scene on a fishing pier so, he, dominic west is dominic west him. He was in um, the new Les Mis, uh, Colette. He was in uh, The Wire, hmm. uh, Mona Lisa Smile. He's the guy that's been in like everything, and you have no oh, idea yeah. what his name is. I know that guy. He yeah. was a good Hemingway. He didn't chew it up too much. He did a good job. And uh, Guy Pierce plays Fitzgerald, who spoke well but doesn't look a damn thing like Fitzgerald because Fitzgerald was so damn good looking. Mm. <laughs> Guy Pierce is not so good looking. So that was a bad. <laughs> they should have got Jude Law. He was busy. Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. He was already there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that um, Thomas Wolfe died in Baltimore, and so did his father at the same hospital oh. at uh, Johns Hopkins in the same like hallway. I think. Like, ooh, that's crazy. Attacked by Peregrine Falcons. Yeah, I wonder if he's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so really, we really have a. Um, Andy sent me an article earlier about um, pigeons in Baltimore. He's the so. Only- yeah, I live across from um, uh, like this giant colony of peregrine falcons, so we have no pigeons in our neighborhood because it's their favorite snack. But like, sometimes if they hunt close to home, you'll find like half a blue jay. It's kind of gross. Oh, You're like, oh my god! And that's the logo for or the mascot for Johns Hopkins, which is right down the street. Half a blue jay. Yeah, that's really gross. I'm like, like there's a wing. Like mid surgery. Yeah. yeah. The young ones did they, they didn't eat the whole thing. Yeah. Got full. The Baltimore Orioles is like the that. fighting, the I fighting like half of Blue Jays, yeah. <laughs> just half of an Oriole, just like on the ground. That's for, that's pretty accurate for the Orioles. Yeah, I say that's that's their season. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so you want to move on to <clears throat> Fresh Points, Tim, Timothy? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's just get it out of the way and talk about Blackwing Volume Ten Yay. right now. So uh, the new edition, if you haven't seen it, is out. Blackwing Volume 10. It is in a, a beautiful color that is very close to the color of my hair, um, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's very kind of it's sparkling, the striking Fox gray. Edition. Exactly. Um, and then the it's so it's a it's a gray edition with an extra firm core, a silver ferrule, and a black eraser. It's uh, in honor of Nellie Bly, who is a famous. Uh, journalist from the 1800s. She was known for doing this really uh, groundbreaking expose on mental institutions where she reported on them from within the institution, which I guess went on to kind of change uh, how things were done in mental institutions and including calling them mental institutions. Um, So it's kind of an early example or a a new kind of investigative journalism. And she was also known for... uh, doing a trip around the world in 72 days like uh jules verne so it is which we've talked we've talked about this before but it's cool to have one that's uh, another one that's about a woman uh in honor of a woman and a very talented uh person i i would you guys think of this edition love it love it i think it's stunning looking like i love that kind of like flat gray um i'm not i'm not 100 sure i get like newsprint out of that um, yeah it said newsprint finish is that what they said yeah they described it? Yeah, yeah i it, thought it was going to be textured or something yeah which yeah. would have sucked if they the, did a, another roll on 
the ink or, is a little a little runny, which I think is like kind of newsprinty. But yeah, like kind of <laughs> kind of rubs off with friction. Just tell us you did that on purpose. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, I I love the way it looks, like the the silver ferrule and the like the like just less than black eraser. I think Johnny, you mentioned that they probably could have saved money just by using a black eraser. Yeah, I mean, I don't but, see the gray. Frankie sees it. I do not. Yeah. Um, Jason Patterson. Um, from who's been on the show before and also runs the Hacklings Twitter account. He called it a, he called it the br- the brutalist wing because it's very like like concretey and like polished Ooh. concrete. Um, <laughs> That's I, perfect. I think maybe he was um, you know kind of deriding it a little bit, but I I I'm interested in brutalist architecture, um, so I I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, he put up some cool photos today with different erasers. Yeah, in his. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of this edition. Yeah. yeah, like before I held it, I was already in love with it because the theme is perfect. Yeah. Like yeah. You just did libraries and now you did journalism. Like, I the, feel like this is. Okay. Oh, the, per- the, preva- the prevailing theory in the group, um, which it's great because, you know, whenever they release the number and there's like a blurred background and people just start like, you know, doing the like a beautiful mind calculations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe just starts mapping it out. Yeah. Uh, Right on Windows. Yeah. There's there's always the um, the theory that's like the most popular and seems the most obvious. And what's great is it's never the one. Um, this time around, it was Mark Twain. Like everybody. How did they talk- get there? I was curious because uh, you guys told me and I didn't see it's, the, the logic. Oh man, there was something especially with all the newspapers in the background. Like there was something to do with newspapers, which was you know he he sold newspapers on a steamboat, um, and he it's something to do with uh, there's a picture of the Lusitania. Um, in one of the like shots that somebody identified and they thought that that had, cause he apparently did a lot of writing about the Lusitania and just really liked it. And then also volume 10, there was some connection to that, but I don't remember what, um, did he die in 1910? No, I don't remember. Um, there's yeah, some connection, but that seemed to be the, the prevailing theory. <laughs> and so people were saying like, Oh, we're going to have a whitewash wing where they, you know, oh, have, just... uh, yeah, like it's going to be like, you know, Tom Sawyer painting the fence. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. This is this is uh so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like for a little while there was like you know a lot of paying tribute to people, so then you know it become a lot of it became a lot of white men, for you know by accident I'm sure, but um lately they're just like going into cool stuff like Mars libraries like this, I feel like they've turned a corner with their themes and they're all like really good. Like not even specific to like Lake Tahoe. They like if they guess if they did it now, you know the number would be Lake Tahoe, but the theme would be like save the freaking planet or yeah. waters. Yeah, I think they've had a really good opportunity to just sort of like user test some of these themes and see what really sticks and see what really doesn't. So I, I feel like this season or this season they don't do season this year has <laughs> <laughs> has been really like really honed in on their audience, right? Like libraries and poets and journalists. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's true. I think they're kind of getting into the groove. Yeah. Which I feel like we've said before, but yeah. And some of the things, yeah. like the surrealism theme was pretty awesome. I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. Um, I think they're, they're getting, getting the idea that we, we like the obscure references a little more. I mean, when I think of like the early on, we had what, like Bob Dylan, was one yeah. of them and yeah. and th- i mean I, I i think this one this one was just so cool to me because the uh pulling the the number from a title of something just that little detail was like oh that's fun because nobody's going to be able to get that right nobody's gonna yeah and if they were gonna, if you know if they were going to do investigative journalism there are like way more pieces of low-hanging fruit they could have gone with I mean, they could have just gone obvious and john watergate yeah but they went back and did something like that most people don't know about it was really interesting yeah, yeah, that's really cool, and it made me want to read uh, Ten Days in a Madhouse." So, yeah, and are we allowed uh, to say what the subscriber extra is? I think at this point we can. Yeah, it's Ten Days in a Madhouse," made out like a newspaper, and it has a crossword in the back. They printed it on like a broadsheet, like a newspaper, and yeah, it's that's awesome. really I didn't even know that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Okay, yeah. yeah, good. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, people did a good job. Not not uh, saying what that was uh, when I opened it up. I'm like, what is this? Holy crap! This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And I think uh, next. Okay, I had to <laughs> delete a couple posts from some people posting spoilers. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Nick at Blackwing said that erasable was going to be one of the clues in the crossword, but I think it got cut. Yeah. But it wasn't like a reference to the podcast. It was a reference to pencils. 
<laughs> reference to just like, yeah, that it's even in there is pretty awesome. When I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm geeking out over this really hard. I think it's just... literally right in front of me. You, uh, you guys said that, and then like I'm on their website, and it was just kind of mindlessly scrolling up and down, and there's like the pictures from the community part, and I kept scrolling past the same picture over and over again, and it was that that newsprint like <laughs> of ten days in the madhouse. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah, did you guys order like many more boxes already? Uh, I haven't, but I'm thinking about it. And I'm sharing a dozen with a friend here in town, uh, a, a podcast listener, a friend of mine from college who moved back, and we geek out about pencils together. And so we're splitting one. I'm going to try it out, but I think it's it's pretty likely I'm going to end up getting one more. Yeah, it's really pretty. People were saying that it feels harder than the usual um, extra firm cores. Hmm. I didn't notice yeah. that, but I, you know, people said that the natural, at least the first shipment, was a little softer than usual, and I, I think that's definitely true. So I wonder if it yeah. could just be, you know, after that it feels hard. It's got to be, it's got to be the same pencil base because you can see the kind of like white layer underneath the gray, um, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think weather, like like humidity and stuff, affect how hard or soft a pencil feels? Ooh, I, I don't, don't know because there's wax in the core, but I think yeah. there's like Japanese polymer. Okay, hmm. I'm just curious because I, I was thinking about how when you're into this kind of stuff, like fountain pens or pencils, you get so good at telling every little thing. Like I basically, I feel like I can't use fountain pens anymore because I can always find something that's just a little bit off, like where I'm trying to like tweak the nib to get it to write a little bit better with certain mm -hmm. pens and stuff like that. And pencils the same way. I can always have something to say about it. It's like your, your, your senses just become so fine tuned and noticing these microscopic like differences, but you know, it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit softer. And, I, and sometimes yeah. I wonder if it's, if, if it's just in our head because we're so used to looking for details or if there are elements like, yeah, humidity and things that, that can make a, yeah. Make those differences like actually happen in real, in the real world. Yeah. That's a good point. We should get a physicist on to talk about pencils, right? Yeah. <laughs> somebody who like, or there's somebody got, who knows. There's gotta be somebody the, in the group. Yeah. There's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. Um, we did chemistry. We should definitely do that. Was, that would be cool. Somebody yeah. talked about once. I can't remember. Was it Brad? Somebody was in Denver or somebody talked about how fountain pens, like the ink flows differently in Denver because you're just so high up. And the oh yeah. Just different. Um, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I'm, well, I, I'm out in the, you know, in like fair weather in fair dry weather in the Bay area right now, but I'm going back to Indiana next week. So Ooh, take notes, the heat and the humidity. Maybe I'll, I'll do a comparison. Do like a one, one to a hundred scale yeah. down to like the third decimal or something like oh <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> nope, no pressure in, uh, yeah, it was like a 99.345. Yeah. But when yeah, I went to Indiana, it was ninety nine point yeah. four. <laughs> <laughs> that could even be an elevation question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those different factors: elevation, uh, humidity, Did, uh, how like chubby your hands are. I don't know. Distance, There's got to be all kinds of things that make us think we can tell all the differences. A yeah. Distance from its place of manufacture. What you ate for, what you ate for <laughs> breakfast? Yeah. 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 Although <laughs> speaking of its place of manufacture, I was Johnny, you you got your pencils before I got mine, and you live two thousand more miles away. <laughs> I think it's like three thousand from where they're shipped out than I do. You know, I they, I got no tracking information. I think whatever uh, package it was on came in a direct flight from California right to BWI. Yeah, because I was yeah. watching. I'm like, no way. And then I'm stalking the mailman. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah, I was I was happy about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is this is probably one of my I, I can't I don't have the presence of mind to think of my other four, but I would say this is in my top five favorite um Blackwing Volumes editions. Like I hmm. like the the very just the simplicity of the of the colors. Like it it look <laughs> it look it looks real good on my MacBook. Um <laughs> <bad>. yeah. <laughs> and uh I just like it's extra firm, which I really like, and also just the yeah the the theme is so good. So yeah, I'm real into this one. They're gonna sell out real quick, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I I gotta I'm just dying for mine to show up. I'll probably end up pulling the trigger before it even comes. But yeah. I, they, <laughs> they they look real good. So when are they showing up for you, Tim? 
I think uh, I actually don't know. I haven't checked my shipping since uh, since I ordered, yeah. which is very unlike me. But usually, I would have checked it like that night and been like, "Where are they?" <laughs> uh, but no, I'm not sure. Cool. I ordered them uh, Saturday, mm. so I'm guessing it's not going to be till later this week, like Thursday or Friday or something. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't take too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was volume 10. Uh, also, I, uh, Caroline from CW Pencils, Caroline Weaver asked a really cool question on Twitter that I was going to, I don't know if you guys saw this, and then I was going to pose the question uh, to you. Uh, and the question was basically, uh, what pencil accessory do you wish existed? Um, the, something that doesn't already exist. So her example was she voted for pencil caps on a jumbo pencil. For, Ooh, uh, for a, a jumbo, jumbo pencil. Yeah, that is so a good one. Do you guys have a an answer to that question? Hmm. Uh, I see, I John. I actually saw that you were on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you guys play... Two minutes Nerf ago. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you guys play with Nerf guns? <laughs> that's awesome. Two minutes ago. Uh, do <laughs> so, I play with Nerf guns? Yeah, there's there's an accessory that's like basically a wrist bandolier. Like oh, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> for pencils would be <laughs> so badass. And you, Henry really has useful. like an Iron Man one or something that shoots out of his wrist. Yeah. It shoots? Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. We're talking might about have... Nerf, right? Wait, what yeah, did you no, say? Yeah, no, I mean, that's like the wrist. Don't they all shoot? Yeah. No, they make a, um, a bandolier like it's like oh, a. Oh, it like uh, holds the. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It would hold yeah. the darts. Yeah, that would okay. be awesome. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. No, if they made a Nerf pencil gun, I would probably kill somebody or myself <laughs> with it by accident. Because they'd have like six of them. Hey, kids! <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's an that's a interesting choice uh, there, John. Uh, I think it would be useful. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or like, uh, like under the arm, like a shoulder holster or something. Well, I was thinking <laughs> on the wrist, but Sharper. that would only accommodate small pencils. But if you did it on like your your uh, upper arm, you could put full pencils there. And if people are like, can I borrow a pencil? You could pull up your sleeve and be like, yeah, take one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Andy, do you have any ideas um, something that i think i think i would like a a long point like pocket sharpener that wasn't as fussy as all of the other long point pocket sharpeners out there like the yeah. pollux or the long point like the masterpiece like like something that was as simple as my just like brass bullet key ring sharpener yeah. uh, but gave me a longer point um there's probably some reasons that why it can't be like that because you have to get the point really really sharp and that has to be fussy but yeah so that'd I, be cool yeah something like that'd that be, might be like the um the long point tracker from coom that has the long blade um which one is that um it was magnesium then it was aluminum and the now it's magnesium hole? again yeah. yeah and it has oh. like a longer blade and the blade says long point they're kind of yeah. ugly but they're they're cheap and they work really pretty well I, yeah, most stuff. So it's not like, that long. Yeah, something like that that I could put on my keychain because I that would be cool. Yeah, because often I'll <laughs> often I'll sharpen my pencil like at work with my classroom friendly, and then I'll be out and about and using it and use my pocket sharpener. And you have to like because the the brass bullet like sharpens so much shorter. Like you have to really you know, work it down a little bit. But probably something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. neat. That makes me think of uh, you know the. Uh, Faber Castell sharpener that kind of like folds into itself or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like yeah. have that, but like with a masterpiece in it, like something like that that you could sharpen Ooh. into a container and then just close up and put it in your pocket. That would be pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. They have uh, the um, the regular comb two hole that you can mm. put in your pocket. It's not as attractive as that though. Yeah, yeah. So it's messier because the holes are still open, like to your pocket. Like yeah, this, yeah. Well, I guess that's yeah, because this one has like the covering on it. So when you close it up, there's a piece of plastic that covers the holes, so that like yeah, you know, I really like that green too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. My my answer for this, well, at least to her tweet, is I was remember when I talked about that global art design pencil case that I got that yeah. uh, John uh, Pattinson told me about. Yeah. Uh, it would be really cool to have one of those that was black wing length and and skinnier. So it only instead of holding like ridiculous twenty four pencils or whatever, it just held like a dozen, uh, oh, but yeah. it was just longer. And maybe even with like a little pouch on the outside that you could keep a sharpener in. Ooh, that would be nice. Um, yeah, 
that was my answer. But I just thought it was a fun question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there are there some other answers. Uh, Harry Mark said a fountain pen humidor to keep his inks from drying out. On brand, uh, Harry Mark. <laughs> 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 um, a lot of them are about pencil caps. Yeah. So there's a lot of pencil cap ideas and then mechanical pencil BS. So what? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a good one. I like that question. Uh, and last, lastly, I've got and this. This will be quick, but I have a little bit of a notebook existential crisis going Is this on right now. With your tweet last night? No, actually, no, okay. not really. I actually just did want to start a new notebook, and I'm happy. It's the it's the slate, and I'm loving it. But okay. no, the the problem is that so I've been writing a little more this summer and trying to like. I'm not going to get too far into it, but like get myself back into writing like I used to. And like not because I've gotten just so because I don't do it at, for like as long a periods as I used to. And I've, you know, just distracted with parenting stuff and all that, that I I just wanted to stop, like get out of my own head, basically, like mm-hmm. cut loose a little more, which is hard to do these days because I always feel like the time's so precious. But one thing that I noticed is that what makes it even worse for me is writing in notebooks and like writing by hand, like drives me nuts because I like, I get so fussy about like, should I use this or should I use this? Or, oh, this just doesn't feel right. Like, oh, I'd be writing better if I was using this other thing or whatever. And so I finally just had to say like, screw it. So I've been only writing on my computer uh, this summer. Uh, I still keep keeping my notebooks and I reread that uh, excellent Joan Didion essay on keeping a notebook. Have you guys ever read that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it before. So reread that. And so I've been trying to like work on how I use my notebook intelligently to like gather my thoughts. Um, and then I've been like struggling to actually do my writing on paper. Theo is having a very spirited wrestling match with a large stuffed cat behind me. So I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> no, I can hear something, but that's, that's adorable. As he long is- as it's not Asha, right? No, but it looks just like her. They, they gave it to us at the Humane Society. They're like, here, you can put this in his crate. Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Do Theo? He's stuck <laughs> now. He's just staring at me. He's he just mic shy. Yeah. Um, there he goes. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Um, who cares? What was I saying? Adorable. Something about it. Something about a notebook. <laughs> yeah. So writing by hand has been a problem for me. Sorry. Theo, Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call it a call that the end of my fresh point so that I can mute and get him out of the room. <laughs> so, so, yeah, just be thinking about me with my existential crisis. I'll figure it out. But, um, the world may never know. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll see if I come back from this. So, all right. Was Steven here in the first place? All right. All right. How about you, Andy? Um, I so I know that we talked a little bit about the T- TWA Blackwing. I think it was the episode when I wasn't here. Um, right, Johnny? Is that right? Yep. Yeah. We um, missed you. I, I finally bit the bullet and I ordered a pack. Um, it is like so much like nicer than I was expecting it to be. Like than the than the pictures did did it justice. Like that red glossiness of the like paint is just amazing. So I'm, I'm definitely, definitely in, into these, these TB, TWA Blackwings. Um, I hope they do more like, um, brand like collaborations like this. Um, and yeah, I, I just hope we see more of these. Um, I wonder how many of them are out there that we just don't even know about. Right. Um, yeah. Someone I won't name said that this is the first one that's public, but yeah. he didn't say it's the first one. So, <laughs> hmm. Um, anyhow, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of those. Um, <laughs> probably, probably just don't need to order like indiscriminate, like, you know, $30 packs of black wings every, every once in a while, but yeah. I'll try to, I try I'll try to abstain. Um, I also want to mention, I, um, was gifted by my co-author, Michael Metz. Um, we, we finished our first draft of our book and sent it on. Awesome. Yay. Congrats. And he, he got me a little, like, little, like good job present and it is one of those lich term red dot notebooks um which are really gorgeous like i've i haven't used a lich term notebook in a long time um but have you johnny have we talked about these notebooks in the show before i do not remember um not that much we i had a bullet journal one that i was disappointed with but mm. i heard they have batch differences like moleskin yeah so this I've one never, yeah never seen this. 
I'll send back, it. I'll, by the way. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, yeah. you exist? Is yeah, I, <laughs> I took the, the cat into our like split level stairs and just threw it up to the second floor and he ran up after it. And... You're talking about the stuffed cat, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yeah. Shut up, Johnny. Not the real cat. <laughs> <laughs> the only good cat. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this notebook, uh, it's... So what's different about it from a regular Loach term, I think, is that A, it... Um, has like uh, red dot grad. Dot, it's a dork grid, but it is. Dork. Yeah, they're <laughs> red. Dorks. They're red dorks. Um, <laughs> and there is an extra bookmark. Um, Johnny or Tim, do the leash marks have two bookmarks usually, or is it just one? No, it's just one. I think that. Do they have? Do, I, I've only ever had the gigantic one. Okay. Uh, they they have two in the bullet journal one at three, which was oh, like okay. a lot of bookmarks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this one this one has two, but the second bookmark is striped red and then the accent color, which is cool. And then um maybe my favorite like visually striking part is that the um the edges of the pages are um are red as well. Like the uh, that's cool. Yeah. So oh, man, uh, these are beautiful. Yeah. So he, he got me the blue and red one. Um, which it's like a it's like a deep royal blue. Um, yeah, also, that... I, I really love that army green one too with the red. Um, oh, the gray great. one's nice too. All three of those are pretty. Yeah, they're super they're, great. I, they're I not like crazy yeah. expensive either. Yeah, that's true. Um, awesome. Yeah, I don't really know how how they happened like this, but I I'm into it. I'm almost done with my the confidant I've been using. I'm about to about to dig into this thing. So yeah, this will be my first like like real which which term um yeah, their their covers are really nice they hold up really well yeah versus yeah. moleskins if, yeah. if you like it worn in you might like a moleskin yeah if you like it worn in you like it like a moleskin <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just like to crack them open um yeah. cool and uh last thing i'll mention is um i i am a sucker for instagram takeovers which is like a little marketing thing where kind of like brand collaborations, like somebody or some brand will take over a different person or brand's Instagram account. And uh, this week, um, today is Monday, June 24th, and all this week, um, Musgrave is going to be doing an Instagram takeover for CW Pencil's Instagram account, which I think is cool. They've already posted some really great um, process uh, process pictures from the factory. Um, I have a feeling that Nicole, our favorite Musgrave marketer, Nicole Delger, is behind this. Um, yeah, it's really good. I yeah, it's really exciting. I love uh, pencil factory porn. So <laughs> for sure, they've been <laughs> they've been hitting it. So it's looks really good. <laughs> Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, Shut up, John. <laughs> Andrew, those were that was a poor choice of words. Uh, or a very good choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> or both. I'm gonna go with good. Yeah. So that is that is it for me. How, how about you, John? John Gamber Jr. Mr. John. So um, yesterday, you, you're the third. I'm a junior. Okay. Yeah. We, I missed my chance for a third with Henry. Oh. That's okay. Um, so yesterday, Lenore from RSVP was in town with her daughter. So Charlotte and I went to the harbor and we hung out like all day, which was hey, so fun. That's awesome. We got to go to the aquarium, eat some food. Uh, then the kids ate ice cream, dipping dots, of course. And we got to go out in the harbor on a um, so you guys know those like paddle boats you pedal mm-hmm. they uh-huh. have um, electric pirate boats at the harbor here that are in the same area so it's like you know high seas bumper cars it's really interesting <laughs> so cool. that was yeah that was but, really cool but if you fall in you get like a staph infection or something <laughs> yeah, yeah the, um, scurvy the, the children <laughs> want to put their hands in the water I'm like please don't do that don't do that <laughs> you will come up not with your hand <laughs> Now the the har- it's early in the summer, so the harbor just smells like water right now. But uh, I wouldn't do it in August. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, so that was super fun, and I'm going to Boston next week, and hopefully I'll get to meet up with Les and Dade, so I'll have like a whole RSVP tour. Picture yeah. be cool. So um, yeah, if people want to meet up next week, drop us a line in the Facebook group. Tell us what um Lenore is really like. Lenore's like so freaking nice. Yeah, she's like the most pleasant awesome person and really funny yeah so yeah like i don't i don't know if i've ever met anybody in the stationary community that wasn't like pretty nice but lenore's like in a whole class by herself yeah oh 
Aww. And the kids got along really well, like immediately, which was cool. Charlotte and but, Spawn. Yeah. But, um, you know, when before CW, you could meet up with somebody and you could have some kind of pencils they don't have and like show up with like, hey, I got a box of these Japanese pencils you've never heard of. You can't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I had to like dig deep and find some cool like Baltimore only stuff to bring. And we don't have Baltimore only pencils, unfortunately. They would all be called like the rat or. <laughs> the bad baseball team <laughs> the half an oriole yeah like half, half a blue jay one of them would say but we have poe like literally we have him he's buried here <laughs> and uh philadelphia like always wants him back they want him dug up and sent to philadelphia so uh shame on you poe society of philadelphia that's kind of messed up but also kind of cool because i don't think he'd care yeah but um moving on <laughs> so did you guys see the um well we all got it the email from field notes talking about you know hold on to your butts until july 8th and you'll see that the release they mentioned in passing that they had done a custom edition for our chain of hotels called graduate hotels mm. and um it came it came up in the field notes group a few months ago that there was some other hotel where you could get these notebooks if you stayed there and there were a couple different sets and i was like and they weren't you know they weren't that cool looking so I'm like i'm not gonna chase those down but these were um like collegiate themed there was a library um a campus and i forgot the other oh like a um a messy faculty office mm. and i was like oh those are cool and i noticed one is opening in at annapolis but what i didn't notice was you could go on field notes website and just buy a set so i did that and they're so pretty but what um, do the insides you know, look like uh just lined which is cool mm. with um i think it's a normal paper yeah. But uh, and the covers are like the whole, you know, you open it up and you get the full picture. And of course, it being field notes, my favorite one is like messed up. But that's OK, because I'll use it. And like I messed up my pocket. But um, yeah, they're, they're like super nice. They limited to one. So I've already seen, you know, people buying multiple, which is we won't judge, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that because yeah. um, <laughs> I thought my I thought my wife would want a set. And I'm like, well, <laughs> she could buy her own set because. That's not limit one if, per customer. If you want to get on Draplin's list, you can by doing that because they notice. Oh, I'm glad they notice. That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, but then these are cool. So as of today, they're still on the website. They're just, you know, regular price with, you know, five bucks shipping. You can get them to your house in less than 20 bucks. And, you know, they ship pretty quick. So they were cool. And um, the, uh, what do they call them? The suggested applications are like college related and pretty funny they were pretty cool i i appreciate those but i'll keep those to myself and um my last fresh point is on my blog last week i was talking about this project that i've been stupid enough to get myself on um which is going through my several hundred field notes and trying to find all like the writing ideas that i wrote down Hmm. and um put them into one notebook but like then you're like, oh, I should make a notebook for my kids with all the interesting stuff they said. Or like, oh, I mean, this is something cool that happens. So it's like, oh, my God, it's really I shouldn't have started this and I shouldn't have said it in public because now, like, I feel like I have to do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm so I spent a couple hours taking all my field notes and other pocket notebooks and putting them in order. So now I'm going through them and just pulling out writing ideas and putting them in a big, fat Moleskin um, expanded edition. So, uh. Yeah, if you if you really hate yourself and want to lose all your free time, you can <laughs> embark on something like this. Or and, and then it's as there easy as of, that. Yeah, there were some helpful comments from people um, on the blog about using indexes, which is a really good idea. But I didn't. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. And um, you know, digitizing stuff, which would be cool, but um, I don't want to digitize the whole things because my friend and I have one of those. You know, whoever dies first burns the other one's journals agreements. <laughs> but uh you know we're both like pretty healthy so who knows <laughs> don't, don't you want like some some like museum in the future to like you know have your writings and know who you were <laughs> no <The> john gamber <laughs> jr collection yeah. yeah no i'd like to um you know distill some cool stuff my kids might want to know and leave that in a book for them but the rest of it like you know a lot of my notebooks are like here's what i'm obsessed with right now or like my anxiety today looks like this like you'd read these and commit me possibly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm only half joking (laughs) there's that was like a big those uh online indexer things were a big thing for like a couple years i remember like back like right when we were starting 
the the podcast people were talking about that a lot you know pen addict was talking about them a lot these places that you could like send your notebooks to and they would scan them or yeah. i know uh them talking about this special it wasn't there even like a special scanner that people were selling for like pocket yeah notebooks? it was um what's it called the doxy we talked about that yeah 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 so like they even for, had for scanning pictures or for scanning like you know small oh, notebooks man. or something i should get one of those hmm yeah. but i remember idea. there were like people making websites and things that like indexed stuff yeah. for you and yeah i mean google lens does some cool stuff and it seems to recognize my handwriting but i don't want to put it all up plus like god that would take forever yeah. oh. <laughs> my my phone heard me talk about google sorry <laughs> hey google <laughs> oh my god hey yeah, google I... play shania twain <laughs> That would be a dream come true if like Siri could just recognize any voice. Like I would just walk into all of my like every at the beginning of every class, I would just walk in and say, Hey Siri, turn me off (laughs) or something like that. Or like turn the turn the phone off or you know, hey Siri, set an alarm for two AM. Oh, so um Google Home will do that. If you go into somebody's house and just like tell them to set alarms. I do that to my parents all the time because I'm a jerk. And um, there's in their living room. So I'll go in and set like really random alarms, just like six of them. And they haven't figured out that you can just say, um, hey, Google, erase all my alarms. Oh, yeah. But um, it won't let me do things like add content without the voice recognition. But oh, crap. Yeah, it's a Siri. <laughs> I'll wake up tomorrow. Uh, Siri, uh, Siri heard me too when I was saying that um, to you guys. <laughs> and I'm sending you a screenshot of what just happened. So. Um, Apologize for everybody who's listening with yeah. their speaker on and now just had like some. <laughs> yeah. <screwed> up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, um, my Google is British. <laughs> yeah. I find it more relaxing. And it's polite. <laughs> and if I tell it to F off, it goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at send feedback. <laughs> Look at my text. Um, yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an awesome. That's an awesome project. <laughs> I would do that someday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All of the uh, tech podcasters out there, they um, like they haven't agreed upon like you know instead of saying like you know hey hey assistant or whatever they say yo dingus is there like, <laughs> like when they talk about how they they accidentally triggered Siri they're like so I was I was saying yo dingus the other day and yeah <laughs> can you change it to like anything you want I don't think so uh, I think it's built in cool. yeah yeah cool. Google is either okay Google or hey Google damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's alarming to think that it's listening to you all the time but uh my kids have fun with the google home it's pretty neat yeah yeah you can just walk into a room and say hey google play whatever song and it comes off spotify and rosie will stop crying while i change your diaper it's like <laughs> developing horrible some like bad habits with henry because like we have we have an alexa and he'll I'll like come in and I'll be like doing the dishes and I'll say, you know, Alexa, play this or whatever. And I'm like listening to some music. And he just assumes that no matter what, if something's playing, he can just walk in and just say, Alexa, play, you know, whatever. Like, uh, uh, Alexa, play, we will rock you. Like, that's been happening like every 25 minutes in our house. Like, okay, you can't just like always change the song. Like, when somebody else is listening to something, yeah. it's really into Queen right now. Nice. So, good yeah. choice. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, my Google Home Mini is graphite, of course, the color. Of course. So of course. my mom thought she had a coral one, but she just had it upside down. And like, <laughs> the grip is orange. I'm like, this is why it doesn't work, mom. Watch this. Now it won't fall off the table anymore. I love you, mom. <laughs> Trying to hear you through the table. Yeah. But my what? mom is journaling with black wings, so she wins. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Oh, there's a black one now? Oh, son of a... <laughs> oh, right. man. All right. All right. So uh, we'll button this up. Yeah. And we can talk about where we can find Timothy and Andrew on the interwebs <laughs> and the social media. You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum and on Twitter at Tim Wassum. That's confusing. <laughs> I have both of them on Instagram. <laughs> I have Tim Wassum, but I forgot how to access it and I just like gave up and. <laughs> so anyways well you can uh you can find me if we're being formal at www.andy.wtf um and then i'm on instagram and facebook as at excuse me instagram and the other one twitter as at a lovely <laughs> johnny how about, how about you johnny so you can find mr john at http 
colon slash slash <laughs> www.pencilrevolution.com, which is like updated a lot lately, which is fun. Yeah, you've been on fire. Yeah, I've been um, tweaking my caffeine intake <laughs> it's right. with good results. Um, and you can find me on social media at Pencilution. And you can, of course, find us at, at Erasable Podcast on Twitter uh, and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast. And if you don't suck and you are fun, you could come to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash just erasable. No podcast. We're, we're coming up on 3000 members. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, you know, I'm sure we'll commemorate that somehow with the, the exchange of pencils or notebooks or both. And uh, yeah, so come spend some time. You'll find this episode at erasable.us slash one, one, nine. we got the, uh, episode number right this time <clears throat> John <laughs> yeah tune in next time and hopefully we'll have our field notes and we'll be chatting about that do you like our podcast most people like our podcast but if you like our podcast then we'll turn it off <laughs> <laughs>